Gather round Alberta growers for common sense, educational, get your hands dirty, not as hard as you think to make it beautiful tips with Rob and Kevin from Salisbury Greenhouse and Landscaping. Pour a coffee, grab the seeds, and get ready to grow. Hello, eager gardeners, and welcome to spring. I'm Rob Sproul from Salisbury Greenhouse. And I'm Kevin Napora from Salisbury Landscaping. And we are back. It's been a long, cold, just very dark winter but we're back now and looking forward to spring the days are getting longer super excited yes yeah. and you know i was we were having dinner the other day and we looked out the window and said it's still light out i know i um the the last few days i've been getting up or well i get up early and every morning and normally you come to work in the dark and uh, lately, it's just been wonderful to just watch the sunrise. The worst is coming to work in the dark and going home in the dark. And you're thinking, why? Yes. Right? Yes. But we're, we're getting out of that now. Yeah. So we're all, we're all optimism for the time ahead. And we're going to talk about seeding today. Um, and, you know, getting a head start on your, on your vegetable garden. Seeds are tricky critters because each, each seed you plant at a different time because you want to, you want to get it planted at the right time. Absolutely. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about sprouts and microgreens. Yes, and uh, you know a little bit about seed. And then we're going to talk about what to do with your yard. Now a lot of people start to think about their yard, thinking about some landscape design. Landscaping and um, uh, landscape design, especially, are, you need to get going on that early in the season. Absolutely, and we're going to talk about air cleaning plants and you know how to. You know we're still cooped inside for another month or two, so how can you get a little you know clean that air a little bit? Uh, you know, while you're sitting there. So, but first seeds and yes. seeding is staggeringly popular right now because the grow your own movement is, has been exploding in slow motion for the past few years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now's the time if you want to save your money on the starter plants for the peppers and tomatoes to start getting those seeds in. Also herbs. Um, quite, uh, I do a lot of herbs. Um, I don't do cooking. I, I sort of poison myself, but I, my partner does a lot of cooking. Okay, so the herbs are for him. And so, yeah, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> so I have lots of uh, different pots. And, and so there's some amazing things you can do, like oregano's and all of those. Time, time, you're a bit, you're a bit late <laughs> if you wanted to start on those. Uh, but a lot of the herbs you can start early. The thyme is a, such a slow grower. And the yeah. thyme, there's a new thyme out called Spicy Orange, which is very cool. Ooh. It has a nice citrus taste. And, of course, thyme is that... Uh, savory herbs so the flavor releases as you cook it you know nice. you, stuff it into the, you stuff it into the bird cavity and then it kind of flavor you get that kind of nice citrusy mm. you know mine's the kind of jamie oliver's clementines you know the kind of uh yep. diffuses a little bit cool. now you have a very strong opinion about when to start your tomatoes i absolutely believe that on march 15th is the beginning of seeding time so if you're listening to this on march 16th folks you are out of luck yes I waited one week too late last year, and, and my little tomatoes were smarmy. Smarmy? Yes. Had I started them on the fifth... Smarmy? It means small. Okay. okay. Weak, weak and smarmy. All right. Smarmy? <laughs> anyways. So this year, for sure, I'm starting at the right time. Okay. So mid-March mid -March for your tomatoes. Yeah. So, um, you know, get those seeds in. And the thing about your seeds is... First of all, you got your seed equipment. If you're buying it new, that's fine. If you're if you're using it from last year, make sure to wash it up, folks. Wash it up with soap and water before you use it. If you had any kind of bacteria issues last year, use some bleach and water. Yes, and, um, absolutely yeah. sterilize. It's got to be clean. Yeah, clean it up well. And when you seed, 
Um, so rule of thumb with seeding, you know, seed little dusting of soil on top. How deep a soil depends on the seed. Tomatoes, you want to go a few millimeters? Yeah. I, 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 oh, I'm, I'm a tiny poke. <laughs> I'm pitching my little my little pinky uh, about I don't know half a nail, and then there you, you just poke it poke it in. You don't need much. It's really just, just to stabilize it. Yeah. And uh, peppers, same deal. Peppers, you can start getting in the ground now. Yes. Um, you're starting to get a little late if you like the hot peppers, like the like a ghost pepper, the hottest pepper, uh, hottest naturally current pepper actually takes over a month to germinate. Wow. So, yeah. So, with the peppers, with the hot peppers, if they're taking a long time to germinate, don't throw them out. Um, they'll get there. That okay. being said, they're very long season plants. Have to know. Have, to, have you actually tried growing them at, at home? No. Like, we do grow you actually them get here, a pepper? We grow them at the greenhouse. Yes. And I've grown habaneros very successfully okay. here. And you actually got a, a little killer habanero? Yeah. They look like little wicked, uh, shriveled up little pumpkins. Oh. They remind me of those pumpkins that the, the Spider-Man villain throws and explode. They're oh, yeah. just awful. Um, <laughs> and But I've never t- tasted one because um, I'm a wuss with heat. Oh, yeah, I can I barely did. take sriracha sauce. Um, <laughs> but uh, And then ghost peppers are four times hotter than habaneros. Yeah. Ghost peppers are a million Scoville units. Yeah. I was in uh, Mexico um, a couple of years back and just had a soup. And unfortunately, I took just one teaspoon and it had this little lump thing in it. And I thought, oh, that's neat. And I ate it. Oh. <laughs> well, that was it. And I woke I, up the next day. I, I, could, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't eat anything. I just, I, I was burnt. <laughs> the uh, how hot are ghost peppers? The Indian Army is currently weaponizing them uh, for crowd control uh, grenades. So, yeah, you're basically really? eating uh, pepper spray. Oh but, you know, that being said... People love them. People who love heat love them. And uh, but you know what? Don't we have warning labels on ours? Don't give them to kids. Um, it's uh, wow. and it's not funny to give it to people as a joke. It's really not. Oh. It's actually fairly dangerous. I I just like my nice tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> when you got your seeds in, cover them with a dome, clear dome. It makes a world of difference. Yeah. You get that humidity. The seeds love that humidity. I also like the little grow lights. Like I I, I created this uh, little bench out of um, uh, just. Uh, um, Wood? Darn. Uh, no, the electrical. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The plastic tubing thing. Okay. So I, I just created a whole little bench out of that and then put a grill on top. So nice. it, it's easy to build and collapse and then yeah. put away. Um, and then I put all of my um, flats and I do, I don't know, probably 10 flats. And grill lights are, yeah. Grill lights on top. Grill lights are really, and the, they've really come down in price. Yes. Uh, all of that indoor growing equipment <clears throat> because it's uh, it's becoming so popular now that, and grill lights really, uh, in March, I think you can still really benefit from grill lights. In April, we start to get really qual- high quality light levels. Yeah. When you really need grill lights is in December, January. If you've ever tried growing basil or salad greens in January, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. You get this kind of like long stick and with this, with swarmy. Two little tiny. Swarmy Smarmy. leaves. Swarmy. Swarmy. Okay. Um, it's a new word. <laughs> it's a new thing. <laughs> Thanks, word bird. Um, and then when you start to see the green poking up, take the, take the dome off. Yeah. You got to take off the dome now and then to uh, just keep it, keep the water moist. Folks, don't spray with the hose. Um, you know, you want to keep the water moist with a very fine mist. Oh, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want to rinse that soil away in the seed. Right. Right. Uh, Out of the, uh, out of the seed flat. So get a very fine mist on the end, you know, on on the end of your watering can and just hit it that way. Oh. Um, And then when you start to see, yes. Do you add a bit of fertilizer in it? 
I was just just literally saying that. So when you after you see the first the first two leaves are the just the embryonic leaves the cotyledons cotyledons Cotyle- oh is it is it said cotyledons cotyledons no cotyledons the first two little things um, and then the leaves after that are the true leaves and true. those are the those are the first distinctive leaves of the plants that's when you can start to apply a little bit of fertilizer at a quarter to a half strength oh. only. Yeah. Um, if you have issues with uh, with um, the stem rot, which is when the base of the stem turns brown and the tomato kind of goes, mm. um, then you know you can apply a little bit of kind of uh, um, antifungal powder or what have you at that point, like yeah. sulfur dust or something. Like that. Um, so from seeding, and then your other stuff, folks. Your cucumbers, your cauliflower, your beans, your pansies. Oh, they not wait. Yeah, they wait. Yeah. yeah. So if you plant beans much. inside in March. That's just gonna be funny. Um, <laughs> I did so, that. <laughs> did you? <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure what to plant them, and oh, I just—it was awful. They were—they were humongous, and then they were dead. If if you go into our website, our most—you know—it really tells me that people have a lot of questions about seeding. That our most popular article on the Greenhouse site for years has been the seeding calendar. So if you oh, go wow. to seeding calendar, go go to our site, uh, look up seeding calendar in, in the search bar. And, um, you know, that'll really, that'll give you kind of a breakdown of what to plant and when. Cool. So speaking of seeds, you want to talk about sprouts. Yes, because okay. I have a horror story. Oh my. Okay, one, I love sprouts. Okay. Sprouts are amazingly nutritious. They're easy to grow. I, I do jar, jarred sprouts. But anyways, I tried mustard. And, mustard greens, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> I, I left them in the water. Oh, <laughs> they rot so, quickly. Oh, they that. rotted. Oh, yeah. oh my God, this morning I took the cap off and they just stank. Oh, and yeah. it was just and it's, like, it's like you've left the water there for a year. Yeah. Right. And it was honest to God, it was only a day. Yeah. And 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 they they were. You really have to keep those sprouts yes. fresh, and that's super yes. important. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say because sprouts are okay, but microgreens that's where it's at. But they take like years to grow. They take weeks to grow. Weeks, take weeks. <laughs> oh, it takes a week. One week. Sprouts take days. Yes. Microgreens take weeks. But a sprout, all you're getting in a sprout, you get all the nutrients stored up in the seed, and that's yes. fine. There's a lot of nutrients in the seed. But with a microgreen, the plant actually has time to start photosynthesizing and catching nutrients it, uh, into into the leaves for itself. True. And so a microgreen, like a microgreen. Um, so uh, what lettuce? What, what is a microgreen lettuce will okay. have forty times the nutrients per pound as a mature lettuce. So oh. they basically have all the nutrients that the plant has mature, just condensed, condensed. into a tiny, tiny little little package for you. Hmm. And they're crunchy, they're delicious. I have pea microgreens at home, uh, just little pea sprouts. They have seven times. You more. actually had those in the store. Yeah, we sell them. Yeah, and people were eating them. Yeah. Well, they're not supposed to buy them. Not <laughs> the, but they're delicious. They were really delicious. And my wife just does salads of them. She would just do a salad of the pea sprouts. Oh, wow. And okay. throw in, you know, throw in some uh, some lovely uh, uh, other vegetables and things like that. And you got you got it made. It's great. So microgreens are better than sprouts. So we, we've, we've come no, to this conclusion. No, you've just proved my point. What? Prove your point. You're like waiting weeks and months for these little things to grow. Where's mine? Four days. Four all, days all I could be harvesting. All things come to those who are patient. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about sprouts. So, sprouts are indoors, and that's all well and good. So, you know, folks, 
if if you want if you want to wait a few weeks for something good, you can get the microgreens. Otherwise, you know, if you want, if you're if you're all into instant gratification, I'm a now person. <laughs> now it's about the sprouts. <laughs> so now and now people start to pace and look outside their window. Right. They look outside their window and they're thinking, when can I get out there? Yeah. So it's important to get your hands dirty. But if you're thinking about some rentals for the yard, some new designs for the yard, you don't want to wait that long, do you? No. Oh. It's so tragic that um, a lot of people start thinking about doing um, landscape designing and landscaping in May. And unfortunately, you really need to be um, sort of on it by February, March, um, sort of booking a designer or booking uh, landscapers or even um, uh, we were talking to a fencer just the other day. He's, He's like two months out. It's kind of like uh, waiting for the first blizzard to look, think about your snow tires. Exactly. Right. So, so you know, it's I highly encourage people to to th- think about looking um, and 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 a booking at about this time. Yeah, and this and is good. It's a good time to, to talk to a designer too, because yeah. now it's like you guys as designers, you have a little more time to kind of explore and talk. And, right. You yeah. Know. Yeah. No, and that's a that's a, a really good point. Yesterday we were um, stomping about in improper shoes <laughs> oh my god my toes were frozen just frozen but anyways we had a fantastic conversation about all of the little perennials that were buried under mm-hmm. under the snow and uh, but that's the great thing in in this time i have the time to to really develop ideas and talk about things yeah in may it's like yeah you've got a half an hour quick get yeah. every and then i've got to be gone and yeah yeah and and so this is this is the time when you can actually have so, a, a wonderful uh, now you talk about tromping about but it's pretty soon here we're only one or two kind of warm day warm spells ahead from that snow being gone and mm-hmm. when the snow is gone of course we get calls and what is the white stuff on my lawn <gasps> oh yes right snow mold snow mold nasty um uh, well, no, no, not nasty, but um, ugly. It, it's ugly, and for for us, for for landscaping, um, in uh, especially for new lawns, the even though you may have put your new lawn down uh, just last year, the root structure still isn't fully developed, and so what can happen is the snow mold can get in and destroy your crowns, and so you can get big brown patches. Now that now that that's for more fairly intense mold yes. mold growth, yeah. right? Because I think like typically the snow mold that looks just like a dusting of snow, mm-hmm. you know, kind of brown ugly snow um, on the on the surface, that's not going to do a lot of damage. No, right? no, and and really, there the the treatment is super easy. Take a corn broom and sweep it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, sweep and, it and and, and yeah. it just takes I don't know. 30 seconds or so to you can to put clean. sulfur dust on but but folks believe me you know you wow. got you got one white powder and you're gonna get rid of it by throwing on another, another white, white powder, powder. <laughs> so you know i think keep it simple <laughs> yeah good idea good idea to you know what i get i get lots of snow mold and i ignore it and then it goes away it's wonderful um the and then you know i rake i rake and i aerate after the 
after the snow is gone and when I when when you start to get a little bit of active growth you don't want too much traffic on the lawn before that I, I kind of cringe when I see these people in the first week of April out there with their metal rakes gouging oh. and raking their lawns. Oh, I feel that, too. Thinking that they're citizen number one. And the ground is still frozen. And the lawn, you can just hear those grounds and those roots yeah. ripping out of the ripping earth. Ripping out with them. You know? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just want to stop the guards. They know, you know. But I, I feel them because I... I want to be out there. I know. I, I know. I You're just want to get out and, and do something. Yeah. Yeah. All so, work and no play has made Kevin a dull boy all winter. One so. thing. So what I usually do to encourage people to get out there and, and do something is take a little bit of peat moss, a light dusting of peat moss and dust the snow on top of your beds. Oh, okay. So what that does is the the peat moss is a, a, um, a darker color and absorbs the sunlight and it melts the snow. You want to be careful though. You don't want to lose the snow too quickly because if you get a cold snap, right? You know, yeah. uh, so not, in mid March yeah. is usually when the last I, cold I do snap it. we had. You know, one person came to me and said my tulips are starting to come off <gasps> on the south side of my house. You're kidding what me. What do I do? February? Yeah. He said, "What do I do?" I said, "You get ready to buy more tulips." <laughs> You're full of love. <laughs> my bedside manner needs work. I said, "Those tulips are done." Because you're gonna get a cold snap and they're gonna frost the yeah. tips off. Yeah. Right. Oh, so February. And so he looks kind of sad. Oh. Uh, you know, I just you know. Well, hey, I'm I'm honest and blunt. What can I say? No. Um, and then sometimes with a snow mode, you get the fun little racetracks all around your yes. yard. It looks like you know, because the like my dad always says, the snow falls and two mice go in and about twenty come out. Mm. So I don't know what kind of mouse year it's gonna be. Last year was a bit rough. Yeah. But uh, this year, the snowpack hasn't been as high, but we'll see. Yeah, it's usually when you get that really deep snow, then um, it's it's a nice, warm, insulating blanket, and all of the mice When they just can make the condos breathe. under there yeah, and have okay. four-story office Ugh. towers. And, so I'm yeah. hoping this, this year won't be too bad of a mouse year. But if you do have mice, um, generally I recommend is um, just lightly raking, raking up the debris. Mm -hmm. But make sure you put a little uh, mask on, um, just so you don't get hantavirus. Yeah, um, and so on like that note, so with the hantavirus, so two types of mice, and I go over this a lot, but it's very, it's important. Little brown mouse, little house mouse, about the size of a ping pong ball, kind of round, little ears. Um, they really are adorable. They, they are, they are fairly adorable. Cute, yeah. If you see, wait, if you see them close up in a trap, they're like a squirrel. You see a squirrel close up in a trap, they're not cute anymore, boy. Oh, oh, oh. they're all teeth and teeth and claws. Um, but the. Uh, <laughs> Well, I used to trap them out of my yard and take them away. Um, so those mice... Fun morning talk. <laughs> I was nice to them. I just relocated them. Those mice are fairly harmless, uh, annoying, but harmless. And, you know, you don't want them in your house or anything. No. But um, it's the the mice that look like Mickey Mouse with the big round ears, the white, white chest, and okay. pointy and larger. Those are the deer mice, and those carry the hantavirus. Now, the deer mice around here are fairly uncommon. I've actually only seen a few in oh. the past while. Um, you know what I saw in here the other day in the greenhouse? A least weasel. Looks like a deer mouse, only longer. Least weasels. The smallest right. weasel in the weasel family. Cute as a little button. Wow. And they just eat mice. Weasel are tough buggers. They just eat mice like crazy. Right. Anyway, um, so if you got deer mice, you got get rid of them. Can I tell you my story that happened to me last summer? Yeah. All right. So we're sitting upstairs watching TV and with my dog and I have a 95 pound 
giant Bernese mountain dog. So anyways, so the three of us are sitting watching TV and this little mouse came up the stairs, (laughs) ran across the TV. We freaked. We're jumping (laughs) on the couch yelling, mouse! (laughs) My dog picks up and runs down the stairs and runs outside. <laughs> well, he, didn't, he didn't want any part of that, and he was—he like, was wondering why you guys didn't want outside. Too. <laughs> it was so awful. That's a so then that's that a good the mouse dog. That yeah, yeah. We, we chased that mouse for like an hour. So now, now shifting gears, let's go back inside for a bit. Okay, let's go back inside. We've been inside, outside. We talk about mice and mold and all that other fun stuff. Now back inside, we still got a month or two of sitting indoors, and. Probably the most popular thing about people living indoors lately, the most popular trend has been thinking about cleaning the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people are more aware of the toxins that a lot of things leach out, especially yeah. older sofas, uh, couch, your printer, your paint, a lot of different things like that leach toxins uh, in the air. And, um, you know, so a lot of people come in now asking for air cleaning plants because there's been a lot of studies. NASA's done studies oh, wow. on different plants to clean the air because when NASA goes to, of course, space age, you know, polymers and plastics and things, mm-hmm. these things leach some pretty nasty stuff. Yes. And if you're going to build, you know, if you're going to build a Mars hut out of this stuff and live in this as your number one air supply, you're going to want to freshen that air up a bit, right? So. Um, a lot of people ask about air, air cleaning plants. So I thought I'd throw this in there. Top air cleaning plants, folks, drum real please. Boston fern, or pretty much any, any fern. Love Boston them. ferns eat toxins. They actually eat them. What they do is the they eat toxins, and then they use the toxins as nutrients in their roots. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really amazing. Um, so And they take out mold as well. So they actually right. clean mold and they store it in their leaves. So the old saying that don't let a Boston fern just kind of die and um, kind of break down right. in your in your home. That's because the, the cells actually break down and release those toxins again. Oh. Um, and so they were one of my very first plants when I way back when I was a kid and started gardening. That was my first plant. They're wonderful. And they're yep. super easy and it grew to be just ginormous. Yeah. It fell over all the time. You're in good company because yeah. that was pretty much everyone's first plant. Because yeah. it's one of the oldest plants in the world. Oh. You know, cool. it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's a prehistoric plant. And so, yeah, they just suck the formaldehyde right out of a room. Um, and peace lilies are awesome. Yes. Peace lilies really focus on sucking up benzene, which comes from your carpets and uh, um, kind of cloth material. Oh, okay. So, you know, the older stuff couches are really, right. really nasty for it. Um, and peace lilies are great because they bloom anywhere. They'll bloom in a Well, closet. they grow very nicely in sort of um, lower light conditions. Yes. And then you get that bloom as well, which yeah. is nice. Just They just didn't need a little more water than the average bear. Absolutely. Those guys. And palm trees. Palm trees are really well. They they take out benzene as well. Um, you know, and they're, they're a really good thing for, um, you know, palm trees are good to have, um, you know, just kind of, if you get the bamboo palm, they're narrow. They can go mm-hmm. in the corners. Yeah. And uh, spider plant. Spider plants. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Yes. And you can't kill them. No. You get You, get you folks, also get lots of them, too. You get an award if you kill these things because yeah. they're amazing. Yeah, the runners, you just take the runners yeah. and put them in a cup of water. Yeah. Now, what I do with my... Because I, I have tropicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I'm a really good landscaper, fantastic designer. 
I'm a horrible interior uh, uh, plant care person. <laughs> so what I do is I, I, I love, I have a bunch of those plants, but I put them outside. So at the end of May, after the lost frost is done, mm-hmm. um, they I put them in the shade. So mm-hmm. nowhere where yeah, they can they have can, any sunshine. No direct sun. No sunshine. Yeah. Um, but in the shade, they grow beautifully. Yeah. And, and just just make sure when you bring them in the fall to give them a little wipe yeah. with the insecticidal soap to Absolutely. get the, the hitchhikers. Yeah. And then they, they, they're fantastic in pots, yeah. um, and especially palm trees. They give that really nice height to a pot. So they're, they're amazing, and, yeah. and they, you can go back and forth and uh, um, get quite a lot of use out of them. Absolutely. Well, they're awesome. I mean, like spider plants, like they, they, they take carbon monoxide out of the air. Like if you got a clunky old furnace, you can some fire plants. Oh. And English ivy is the last one. English ivy is awesome. English ivy is really good for allergy sufferers because it removes mold spores. So Really? Levels of, levels of mold, if you got spider plants around, can, airborne mold can be reduced up to 60%. Okay. So they also take out uh, micro amounts of airborne feces out of the air. They, they, actually, <laughs> they actually do, but it, it, the the plant itself is toxic. You can see why if they're sucking yes. all this stuff up. So keep it out of the reach of kids and and what have you. Hmm. And that's it. That's the top five. There you go. And that's about it for eager gardeners. Wow! Just like that. So our first 2017. Our first 2017. Yeah. Next month, folks, we're going to do a trends program. So we're going to do a program all about the top big trends of 2017 so kevin's gonna come with his i'm gonna come with mine yeah, yeah you got homer too there buddy and um <laughs> yeah and we will uh we'll talk about you know how how gardening is changing and how it's staying the same yes i'm uh thank you <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> and i'm rob stroll from salisbury greenhouse i'm kevin Norpoir from salisbury landscaping and enjoy those seeds and get your hands dirty buy some sprouts microgreens Thanks for being eager to get into that garden. Rob and Kevin are around every month on SalisburyGreenhouse.com or SalisburyLandscaping.ca. Till next time, keep your fingernails dirty and your thumbs green.